Dior Untold, the first podcast series that takes us behind the scenes of the Maison Dior and its unique savoir faire. An immersion into the fascinating world of its creator and his innermost inspirations. Episode 3, The Power of Red. Of all the colors that passed through Christian Dior's life and work, red was both the most inspiring and the most dazzling. A symbol of life, new femininity, and power, the color red let the designer simultaneously conquer the worlds of fashion, beauty, and the silver screen. Let us take you on a monochrome stroll of endless shades. And then there was red. Post-war France is a country shrouded in gray. On the ruins of a nation profoundly damaged by six years of conflict, there is a need to rebuild a new utopia and to embrace modernity. Christian Dior had a premonition that the future was his. He'd been an art dealer, a costume designer, and an illustrator, but had always dreamed of fashion and fragrances. He had come to conquer the capital with the intent of rewriting the rules and liberating women from the shackles of a society which was too rigid. From his apartment at 10 Rue Royale, he can see the restaurant, Maxime's, whose red velvet reminds him of La Belle Epoque and leaves its mark on him. Christian Dior will become one of the most influential craftsmen in a world that is only just emerging from the rubble and is desperate to rediscover its joie de vivre and its yearning to love and seduce again. He will go on to create a future of brightness, filled with the light-heartedness of youth and the scents and colors of his garden in Granville, where he learnt so much as a child at his mother's side. On that Thursday in October 1946, the sun rises over Paris and the streets are starting to come alive. Christian Dior has just established the House of Dior at 30 Avenue Montaigne. In his studio, he will draw and shape his first collection that he will present in the winter of 47. That day, in front of a select group of celebrities, journalists, and Parisian fashionistas, Christian Dior initiates an earthquake which will soon extend beyond borders. To replace the drab past, Dior promotes luxury, desire, and frivolity. His Corolla and figure eight lines quickly catch on, and the new look redefines the silhouettes of elegant women for years to come. He could often be heard saying that he loved imagining the hues of color, bringing tomorrow's streets alive. Les Trente Glorias may begin. Christian Dior's first collection is a revolution. He has created a distinctive setting for the show, making it look like a play in order to captivate people's attention, right up to his ultimate coup de théâtre. The blaze of glory, it's coup de trafagal, as the designer liked to describe it. A monumentous flash set right in the middle of the show to surprise and delight the audience and take fashion editor's breath away. After presenting houndstooth suits and purple gowns, the designer then decides to break away from the chromatic monotony by presenting a spectacular dark red satin dress. 
Scream Red, as he calls it, that represents passion and life, but also rebellion. This startling revelation is greeted by rapturous applause from a captivated audience. Dior's coup d'etat is a roaring success, and the color red from then on became the signature of the House of Dior's collections, almost like a talisman. In his memoirs, the designer called it my beneficial color. The appearance of this first Rouge Dior, caught up in the whirlwind of models, transforms the show into a bewitching gathering. And from that day on, models would fight to win the chance to wear these red dresses that Christian Dior christens his little devils. When the show is over, Christian Dior greets his guests to applause and ovations before joining his female admirers, who embrace him and leave a trail of lipstick on his cheeks. The designer liked to measure the success of his collections by the number of marks of affection that covered his cheeks. This red that is so dear to Dior is the expression of passion and of creative power. It's also a weapon he places on women's lips to arm them to take on the world. Red to the tip of their lips. Christian Dior wants to adorn women's smiles because he believes a touch of color can transform an appearance. For him, no woman should go out without lipstick. In this post-war period, Christian wants women to rediscover the desire to be elegant and flirtatious. He wants them to vibrate with happiness again. It's midsummer 1950, during a show for the Oblique Line, that Dior's lipstick officially makes its first appearance. That day, only a few privileged guests and friends of the House of Dior were offered one of the 350 limited edition samples, comprising of two colors, Rouge Dior and Orchid Pink. Brought together for the first time, fashion and beauty will never be apart again. But what the designer really dreams of is adorning all women's smiles. After three years of research and preparation, Rouge Dior was launched in 1953. Women discovered a palette of eight shades, ranging from delicate pink to deep red, as well as a light crimson explicitly requested by Dior himself. From that moment, his universe embraced all women, who immediately reciprocated. The success in Europe and in the USA was instant and phenomenal. The Rouge Dior that the House of Dior offers women is a versatile lipstick. Shaped like a piece of art with its obelisk cap, it's designed to sit proudly on dressing tables, then to slip into handbags in its portable version with a silver and gold case to accompany free and jubilant women wherever they go. And for a long time, thanks to the beautiful refill sets that come with it. The designer advises women to pronounce the word magnolia to enhance their smiles. Fascinated by flowers, Christian Dior is also intrigued by numbers. Each shade of red corresponds to a number. Like fortune-telling, numerology is a way for him to predict the future 
warding off bad luck and achieving his dreams. For this first edition, which will seal Rouge Dior's destiny, the eight shades offered to women are associated with the numbers 4, 6, 8, and 9, and are available in 446688 and the original 99, the shiniest and brightest. Tenacious indeed, but only just as much as necessary, Christian Dior used to say. The women who wear it are in control of their power of seduction. For the designer, fashion and beauty are inseparable. They are the essence of elegance. And it is with this vision that Christian Dior, avant-gardist for the era, has the genius idea of creating his fashion, fragrance, and beauty houses almost simultaneously. The shock waves provoked by his first show in 1947 never faded in the hearts of women, and Christian Dior now holds the cards to create a total femininity. It is in the variations of seasons and the recollection of blossoms that he finds the inspiration to create the palette of colors that grace his hot couture and beauty lines. He considers the Rouge Dior to be his personal red, one that is of course unique. It is a red for which he demands exclusivity from some of his fabric suppliers. This signature color will accompany the House of Dior throughout the ages, like a mirror reflecting the diversity of women who generation after generation appropriate it and give it new meaning. In the 50s, women rediscover joy. Rouge Dior opens a door to glamour and with it, the gateway to seduction. Hollywood stars don't get things like this wrong. Rouge Dior is the ideal of perfection. If its color represents desire, on women's lips, it is the epitome of success and stardom. In the 60s, women step up to be heard. They overcome huge obstacles to change the world. The morals and codes of society have for too long reduced them to stereotypes. Subsequently, Rouge Dior represents a new self-awareness. The year 1965 sees the birth of Ultra Dior, the name given to a second formula that is ultra creamy, ultra shiny, ultra supple, with its lighter portable case and the same range of shades as Rouge Dior, it sets a trailblazing era. In the 70s, women dream of a brighter future. It's a time of liberation when Dior brings out Serge Luton's makeup collection. Women are buying audacity, declares the creative color director, whose range sets ablaze the fantasies of this emancipated generation. These women take charge of their beauty and dare to indulge themselves with crimsons, veering to violet or even brown. Serge Lutens thus inspires these agitators who rush to Dior to prove that there's no holding them back. In the 80s and 90s, women are dazzling and creative, glamorous and pop. It's the turn of Tien, creative director of makeup, to dive into the color red and offer these active women a palette of infinite variations. A lipstick that, in its blue and gold case, becomes iconic. Coming from the world of opera, 
Tien heralds a spectacular and extravagant period. For more than 30 years, his palette of mauves, purples, and fuchsia makes its mark on the Dior makeup look. Christian Dior's legacy lives on through the various creators who've been responsible for Dior makeup and beauty. They have each paid homage to femininity and continue this quest for the color red and its endless shades. It has become a tradition of the house. The journey into the new century will be no exception. Red by Peter Phillips. Since his arrival in 2014 as creative and image director of Dior Makeup, Peter Phillips uses skin like a blank canvas to convey the beauty he visualizes. Red remains the color of passion, of power, and of femininity for the man who designs the shapes and colors of the makeup lines, who enhances the biggest stars and creates the makeup for the couture and prêt-à-porter collections. It's very humbling also for me to be part of this house created by this amazing man. I always call him a rebellious dreamer because what he created in the late 40s was a rebellious act after many years of darkness. After the war, people kind of forgot the pleasures of life. They kind of forgot color. His dream was to make women rediscover that elegant feminine touch that was lost in the war. I always say as a creator for this house, It's such an amazing challenge and platform to be able to create when you know that the base of the house is a new look. And over the decades, every creator that's linked with Dior was able to place its own new look. And by doing it respect for the house and with respect for women, it made the DNA of the house much stronger decade after decade, the creator after creator, all at the service of the women of their time. A beneficial color for Christian Dior Red is a spirit that inspires Peter Phillips. His genius shows in his creations that embrace the desires of women around the world in all their diversity. It's also very important to see the context of the time when Christian Dior launched his house. Fashion and trends and beauty were dictated. The context of a fashion show was to tell people what to wear. And over the years, we evolved. Now my duty is not to dictate, but make sure that women like my colors by seducing them. Make sure that they love the color, that they fall in love with the color, and that they have a reason to wear them. Not because somebody tells them to, but because they want themselves. And there are very unique um, situations. For example, I mean, young girls, for example, love to wear the shades and the lipstick that their mom wears. Because it's a, there's a nostalgia to it, there's a, some sort of a respect, it's a tradition. On the other hand, there are plenty of girls who absolutely don't want to wear what their mom wears, because it's a sign of rebellion by not wearing what your mother wears. So it's important for me when I create is um, make sure that taking consideration how red is going to be worn, how people wear it and how it's been used. I mean, we're a worldwide brand, so I have to take into consideration all the expectations of red wherever a woman is in the world. They might have different expectations cosmetically. They might have different expectations in combination with their natural skin tone. Culturally, it might be a sign of empowerment. It might be a, a wall of protection. It might be a color of invitation. So I have to take in consideration all those different aspects um, on how, in the context of lipstick, how I create. And that's done with the help of a big army behind me. We've got fantastic laboratories who make sure that the formulas are fantastic and really facilitate 
all the different effects that we need. So I have to make sure that our palette is large enough to be at the service of each and every individual woman who loves to wear Dior. For Peter, red is also a signal that catches the world's attention and gives the women of today a chance to be heard. Actually, when I work on my creations, when I work for women, at the service of women, and specifically when I work with red, I actually almost go back to the roots at the order of the red. The red was mainly used as a wake-up call, as a wake-up call during the shows, known as Le Coup de Trafalgar. And in that wake-up call, it was to draw people's attention, to wake them up and to draw attention. And that's how red evolved over the years. Um, now red is not just, for example, for a lipstick, not just a tool of seduction. It's also a tool that draws attention to your lips, to your mouth, a tool that makes sure that your words are heard. It started with a wake-up call, then it became a tool of seduction, and slowly it evolved, and the many facets of red became as an enforcement for women. You know? And now we use them to make sure that women are heard and that they are seen. It's funny how whenever you put the lipstick on, there is always a, a reaction, especially with young models, for example, when they're not used to wearing lipstick. It really changes their whole posture almost. At the same time, it gives you this super empowered feeling by using your femininity and almost feel like you have control over things because the red lipstick is a tool of seduction, but at the same time, it is also a wall of protection because everybody knows when you see a woman with red lipstick, if you kiss her, you leave a trace. So in a way, you're attracted to that lip, but at the same time, you don't want to touch it because it's almost untouchable. At the same time, it's, it's like a attraction and push away uh, game. And that's the power of red. That's the power of this color that stands for as well passion in a sensual way, but also as passion in a, an aggressive way. Red is the color of angerness as well as is the color of excitement. So it's very interesting to see also the associations that they make. And it's funny how quite often when you apply a lipstick to a, uh, on a girl or a model, there is an association, a reference of their mother, an aunt or their grandmother. They are a bit intimidated by the strong color of a red lipstick. And in my position as a makeup artist, uh, I, I'm able to apply those colors and those textures for a shooting or for a catwalk. And it kind of forces them to look at themselves in the mirror with that face on. It's a very empowering and powerful tool a lipstick, especially when you use the color red. So one thing we actually learned over the years is that red never goes out of fashion. No matter in which context we use red, starting, I mean, in the early days, red was a, almost like a tool of seduction to draw a lip, but most of the time a lip for a mouth that stayed closed and just was pretty. It evolved into almost like a, a weapon, like an enforcement. And um, in French, we say coquetterie it uh, became a very powerful tool. Does it mean that you can't use it to be seductive? But women discovered over the years, also in the evolution of feminism, that seduction, that being a sexy woman is maybe one of the strongest weapons a woman has. Instead of hiding it, it's a good way to use it into your benefit and show that you're much more powerful than men actually. Men become weak. Men are very controllable when women use their sensuality. And that's an extremely powerful tool. And red is a key color there. And that's why, as long as I'm concerned, red will never go out of fashion. It's the most timeless color you can imagine. As Christian Dior adorned the smiles of women from all over the world with red and electrified his shows, the designer also transposed his beneficial color 
into the world of movies. Red, the cinematic heroine. At the start of the 1950s, the name Christian Dior is synonymous with luxury, fantasy, elegance, gaiety. These are all essential elements in the evolution of post-war cinema, which is drifting into a dream world. Hollywood sees the new look, allowing studios to elevate their actresses to the height of glamour without upsetting the Hays Code censors. In 1950, Marlene Dietrich is no longer a doll-like femme fatale, created by the director Joseph von Sternberg in The Blue Angel. Thanks to his mentorship, the actress became a major star. But it's once she goes it alone that she takes charge of her image, like an Amazon of the silver screen. When Alfred Hitchcock offers her the starring role in Stage Fright, he has a very specific idea of the character. Marlene Dietrich rejects the director's usual costume designer and imposes her conditions with a definitive no Dior, no Dietrich. Hitchcock concedes, and all the actress costumes are created by the French fashion designer. The king of suspense allows himself to be persuaded because Christian Dior is already a celebrity in the United States, and Dietrich insists on the designer, partly because they have become close during the weekend spent at his role retreat in Mille Forêt, but mostly because, like Ava Gardner, Rita Hayworth, Jane Russell, Lauren Bacall, Grace Kelly, or Olivia de Orvelande, Marlene has recognized that he is the only person able to deify her, both on the big screen and on the red carpet. Christian listens to women. He understands them and transforms them, and they all willingly surrender to him. In Paris, 30 Avenue Montaigne has become an unmissable stop for any star passing through the capital. Christian Dior, who rarely meets his female customers, does, however, greet the actresses with the greatest respect, as he knows they are the most valuable ambassadors for his creations. When Jane Russell visits, Christian Dior takes great joy in personally presenting her the range of lipsticks that will show off the beauty of this provocative brunette. Red is now inextricable from cinema, and the red carpet has become the runway of all visions relating to the movies. It is here that in a captivating dance, careers are launched, scandals erupt, and legends are created. Unlike the fashion shows, on the red carpet it's not the dress that's the star, but the person wearing it. Adorning their lips, Rouge Dior is there to catch everyone's eye and make their beauty and personalities sparkle as they walk on the red carpet before the flashing cameras. Christian Dior took his first steps on La Croisette in the 50s, and in the mid-70s, the House of Dior marks its affinity to movies by creating Visiora, a range of professional makeup designed to make the stars, on whom all eyes are focused, shine brighter than ever before. The love story between Dior and cinema has never faltered. Monica Bellucci, Sophia Loren and Gina Lollobrigida's successor, will be the face of Rouge Dior in 2005 when, under Tien's leadership, the House of Dior relaunches its legendary 9-9. The 999 is born. 
Today, Natalie Portman maintains the secret link that unites women with Christian Dior and carries the torch of a unique story, that of a visionary who falls in love with a color, that of a man who wanted to make women beautiful so that they would be seen and heard. The Little Devils, who took the first Dior shows by storm, have come a long way since the 50s. Adorned in red and conquering society over the years, women have freed themselves from the shackles of the old world. By asserting their femininity, they have upheld their right to control their own bodies, to affirm their liberation, and to be heard. Now, more than ever, Rouge Dior is the color of passion and of a signal decorating mouths that speak up to shake up the establishment. It is the manifesto for today's women who in their diversity and dedication and with passion and poise shape the world of tomorrow, just like Christian Dior did half a century earlier. Red really is their color.